you know what he did to Snow White's husband. You think royalty is a luxury? It's not. It makes you a target. We are not heroes. We're Avengers. Hello and welcome to the Bad Princess Movie Podcast. This is the podcast that seeks to catalog all of the terrible movies about princesses and princesses-to-be. I am Christy and I am here with my friend and co-host Brie. Hello! And we are here today to talk about Avengers Grimm. (laughs) This is is a fun one. Oh my god. This is a 2015 film produced by B-Movie Company, The Asylum. And uh, (laughs) whether you like it or not, you've all probably heard of The Asylum before, as they are pretty infamously responsible for a lot of mockbuster films. Yep. And... This one, what a magical one this was. Because this is, this was coming out around the same time as The Avengers, correct? Oh, shocker. It was, it was uh, <laughs> yeah, around the release of uh, Avengers Age of Ultron, specifically. Oh, yeah. It was actually uh, released ahead of <laughs> Avengers Age of Ultron, because that's kind of, it's like they just try and sneak it in there a oh, little early. God. You you couldn't tell from from no. looking at the title, uh, <laughs> no, and how they shoehorned it in into the movie. That's <laughs> oh, God. Oh, oh boy! Oh, it's yeah. This was a wild time. I didn't know what to expect because I don't think I've ever like I know I'd heard of the Asylum, but I don't think I'd ever actually watched any of the Asylum films. But I knew they were like a B company and they did mockbuster kind of stuff and <laughs> porn sometimes, apparently. Um, so I was like, <laughs> I was kind of like, okay, all right. I don't know what I'm getting into, but Christy seems to really enjoy this one. So here we go. And boy, it was a wild ride. <laughs> this this was another one that I discovered recently. I think just through one of my random searches, this one kind of bubbled up to the top. And I I watched it and I I just have if you know, if I enjoy oh. myself alone in my my dark, dirty house <laughs> watching a film, it's usually a good indication that this is going to be a fucking great time at a movie movie night. Yeah. So, oh, this one would be a good movie night watch. Oh, God. There's there just so much. So much cheese. So much. So many questionable story choices. <sighs> questionable oh, my God. Special effects. <laughs> Holy shit. This is just like... A, I, I was... Oh. Presented with a buffet of all of the things oh, that I like wow. in a bad movie. Bad yeah. acting. Oh, bad. bad oh, bad acting. <laughs> oh, there's a couple lines that stand out. I think I think it's one of, oh, I think it's Sleeping Beauty. And her <laughs> actress is like, she's doing her best. But boy, some of the line reads. Yeah. Ooh. It's. 
it almost feels like cheating somewhat to yeah pick out an asylum <laughs> film because they are they like they're very intentionally made yeah. like these aren't meant to be good movies they're just meant to get a movie out there you know yeah yeah so it 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 almost feels like well what do you expect of course it's going to be bad but it it's just there were a lot of surprises about just just what we were in store for with this yeah. one yeah so to, to tell us what we had in store take us on a magical journey will you christy uh, all right let's get right <laughs> into it will you try and explain the plot of this one to us i i will uh just a note for people, I'm going to short form Rumpelstiltskin into Rumpel for the summary, because uh, otherwise it's going to take me a long ass time to get through this without stumbling. But uh, with that, let's get into the summary of Avengers Grimm. Mira, Mira, where is the king? In another world much different than our own, war has broken out. The evil Rumpelstiltskin has amassed an army of thralls, magically controlled servants forced to do his bidding. Bursting into the throne room of Queen Snow White, Rumpelstiltskin orders her to use the magic mirror to open up a portal to Earth. This mirror can be used as a gateway to another world. A world without magic. A place where I could live like a god. Send me there, and I will take my men and leave. What do you say? Snow White opens up the portal, attempting to use it as a distraction so that she could use her magic ice powers to kill Rumpel. Unfortunately, Rumpel turns the tables on her, and he manages to pull himself and Snow White through the mirror portal. Moments later, a backup arrives in the form of Cinderella, Sleeping Beauty, and Rapunzel, three princesses who each have their own magic powers. Along with them is Little Red Riding Hood, a commoner who is fixated on one goal, killing Rumpel's henchman, the humanoid Big Bad Wolf. Right on cue, the Big Bad Wolf attacks the group and they are also pulled through the magic mirror, which happens to shatter as they pass through it, sending a shard of the mirror into Red Riding Hood's arm. The group arrives on Earth, and Red Riding Hood runs off to chase after the wolf, still with the mirror embedded in her arm. The remaining princesses reunite with Snow White, who arrives in a shiny red car and fancy new Earth clothes. Time moves differently between the two worlds, so while mere moments passed in their world, Snow White has been on Earth for years. When Snow White finds out about Red Riding Hood and the mirror shard, she realizes that they must find her before Rumpelstiltskin does. We have to find Red and the mirror before the wolf leads her to Rumpelstiltskin. If that bastard gets his hands on it, he'll open the portal again and bring his army through. Unable to take over the world without his army, Rumpel settled for becoming mayor, guarded by an army of crooked cops. While chasing after the big bad wolf, Red Riding Hood runs afoul of a gang leader named Iron John. Red Riding Hood and Iron John are arrested by Rumpel's crooked cops, causing Rumpel to learn about the mirror shard. Red Riding Hood manages to escape, and in response, Rumpel uses his magic to turn Iron John into a living metal man and tasks him with finding Red Riding Hood, the princesses, and the mirror shard. 
Red Riding Hood manages to reunite with the princesses, but the reunion is short-lived as Iron John attacks. Rapunzel and Red Riding Hood are captured while the others manage to escape with the shard. Red Riding Hood is brought to Rumpel, who turns her into a thrall. The princesses are able to free Rapunzel, but the enslaved Red Riding Hood manages to steal the mirror shard and delivers it to Rumpel. Rumpel uses the mirror shard to open up a portal and his army of thralls begins spilling out. Tasking Iron John to guard the portal, Rumpel returns to his penthouse to patiently wait for his army to finish tearing apart the city. The princesses battle their way through Rumpel's army, with Cinderella separating to face off against Red Riding Hood one-on-one. -on -one. With a combination of her magic healing ability and appealing to Red's true nature, Cinderella manages to bring Red Riding Hood back to the side of good. Meanwhile, Rapunzel appeals to Iron John's good side. You always have a choice, it's not too late. It is for me! What do you think's gonna happen now, John, huh? Do the right thing. Help us. Take the city. Get your men out of here. You're not one of his monsters. Help me close the portal. Go! Get out of here! Take my men with you. I'll take care of this. Seeing the chaos that Rumpel has brought to the city, Iron John decides to sacrifice himself to close the portal. The princesses converge on Rumpel's penthouse, where Red Riding Hood is finally able to kill the big bad wolf. Rumpel manages to take Snow White prisoner and locks her in a chokehold. Opening a new portal using the mirror shard, Rumpel offers Snow White a choice. If she agrees to become his queen and let him take over the earth, he'll allow the princesses to return home. Snow White responds by using a magically conjured icicle to stab herself through the gut, spearing Rumpel in the process. Rumpel is not dead, however, and he attempts to escape through the portal, dropping the mirror shard in the process. With no other choice, the princesses shatter the shard, closing the portal while Rumpel is midway through, killing him. The dying Snow White congratulates the princesses, telling them that they did the right thing. She dies, her body freezing solid, and everyone realizes they are now trapped in the real world. The group decides that they are going to keep looking for a way home, and until they do, they'll fight to protect the Earth. Before the credits roll, we see Snow White's frozen body in a morgue. Suddenly, her eyes open and she springs to life. The end. She's gotta come back for the sequels, you know. Yeah. She, I. <laughs> what I what I uh, love about that bit is that they weren't confident enough to do an oh, after credit scene. They had to put no. that little bit before the credits. Like, oh yeah. They knew nobody is fucking sticking around to the oh. end of the credits. Oh God, no. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> oh wow. I love this movie. Oh my god. And like, like we've said before, the summary makes it sound more competent than it is. <laughs> Summarizing this, this nonsense really yeah. cuts out all of the like, just oh. random wild bullshit what happens. Yeah. So, so much nonsense 
that because this you know the concept of this film is inherently kind of silly oh yeah there really isn't a way to do this seriously but there it, it is an interesting story that you could have done it at least somewhat is competently too strong a word (laughs) no no i think that's about right okay it i feel like competently sort of like yeah it's just that the way that they did this movie there's just a lot of questions a lot of questionable acting and set design and costume design. Oh, the costumes. Everything is Oh, so the costumes. Do we do we want to start with the costumes? Sure, let's go, let's go let's go with the costumes. Okay. I Oh. So, I mean, right off the bat, the costumes it, it, heavy on the quotes are just kind of terrible and in that Part of it is when they when they get to the real world, they kind of give up on dressing the ladies in anything interesting. They just kind of start to wear normal clothes. They're they're princess outfits. Yeah, and I hope you can hear the air quotes. Um, are just sort of like summer dresses. Um, yeah, mini skirts. Mini skirts. Yeah, well, yeah, a couple of the, I know, I think it was Sleeping Beauty had a very short, white, little dress. That's it. Mm-hmm. Um, and a headband. Yeah. That makes yeah. her a princess. Uh. <laughs> yeah, and like, and I guess to preface this, I, like, neither of us are experts in historical costuming. Oh, God, um, no. But what... What little we do know, I think we have we have this vague understanding of not not so much an accurate medieval dress, but at least like that fake medieval dress that you would expect yeah. to see from characters in like a fairy tale medieval setting. And oh yeah, no, <laughs> not here, that, not here, not at all. It just it looks like. Their their princess clothes. It looks like they just went into the actress's closet and they just like picked, picked out picked out a couple so, sexy little numbers. Yeah, like maybe that that's just what they they used when they came on set that day. They're like, okay, uh, where do I go to get uh, my costume? And the poor uh, the assistant on set just kind of like looked down and sheepishly said, "There are no costumes." <laughs> And and then they like Snow White takes them back to her place and is like, We need to make you less conspicuous. Mm-hmm. And so they just put on like sexy little tank tops and like some some hot yeah. like leather pants. That's it. And it's such it's such a weird thing because she it's... has such a snotty attitude about it where she's like oh, all of these all of these characters are so bad. There's like there is two good characters in this show. Yeah. Wait, three, maybe two and a half. Um, <laughs> like Cinderella mm-hmm. is the nice princess. Yeah. Oh, I should we should mention these the three princesses basically aren't named until no. like three quarters into the movie so one of like rapunzel pretty obvious she has so much fake hair on her head 
Mm-hmm. You can tell it's Rapunzel. Sleeping Beauty, you figure it out when she uses her magical powers to get... Sorry, I've gone on my own tangent now. You oh, All good, all good. Because this, this, ties, this ties into a point I was going to make about the costumes too, so please continue. Okay, so Sleeping Beauty, you figure out is Sleeping Beauty because her magical power is that she can like wave her hand and then it puts people to sleep. Like they fall asleep. Mm-hmm. Snow White, they, they do say Snow White's name. And yes. also, she has like s- snow and ice powers. She can yeah, she she's... can make icicle icicles. They they decided to add like a dash of Elsa into her. Yeah, I she's guess. got a little she's got a little sprinkling of Elsa in there. Um, and then Cinderella's powers are she can heal and transform things. Yeah. Which I think is supposed to tie into the fairy godmother's powers of changing stuff into other stuff. But it's weird that it's Cinderella's power. Yeah. Um, Now, I I should say you said that that's where you figure out the who each princess was. That's if you're a person of reasonable intelligence. But if you're a big old dum-dum like me... Um, you, instead, what happens is, and this is how I tied into the costumes, is when you first see the princesses, Cinderella, her initial costume, she had this black, lacy, vaguely ivy-looking top. And so, I got it into my head that since vines play a role in the Sleeping Beauty story, I assumed, I assumed Cinderella wearing the viney, vaguely viney top was Sleeping Beauty. And then I spent the next 45 minutes kind of confused <laughs> why why is... Oh, that's weird that Cinderella makes people fall asleep. Why oh, no. Oh. Sleeping Be- Beauty's power. Because, no, because Cinderella... I, I figured out Rapunzel, and I figured out Sleeping Beauty. I did not know... Throughout most of my notes, she is referred yeah. to as purple hair. Because I didn't know who the fuck she <laughs> was. No, you know what? Actually... She I, was just I purple guess, hair. I benefited in that the DVD case <laughs> tells you who the princesses are. Oh. Yeah, so no, I, I, I had no idea. I was like, I don't know who this fourth princess is. I knew I knew oh. that one of them was Cinderella. I was too stupid to go, maybe the one who makes people fall asleep is Sleeping Beauty. And it wasn't until it's a conversation that happens 45 minutes into the film. It's so deep in that she finally gets named. Yeah. And like Sleeping Beauty, like we'll probably continue calling her Sleeping Beauty for the rest of this podcast, but she does get called Briar in that little spiel. Yeah, Briar Rose is her proper Mm. name. But it's just, it's... That's like the only time anyone uses their names. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I. Oh, it's also also the power distribution between these four princesses is, is very sad for Rapunzel because she... her yeah her power is <laughs> her she's power got, is has long hair has long hair uses it as a whip slash a mm. she's got like a weight tied at the end so it's like a weighted yeah. whip flaps it around which is is pretty badass but yeah when the other princesses have actual magic powers it's a little weird yeah yeah 
And then but there's uh, Red Riding Hood, and she's just a badass commoner girl who wants to kill the wolf in a crushed red velvet hoodie. Yeah. Not hoodie. Cloak. It's, I mean, they that's like the one costume that they like. Yeah. They, they got that at least. It's, <laughs> it's, yeah, you know what, the costumes for this, it's just... There, you could have done something really fun with the costumes, I think. Just the... Oh, yeah. You could have had... Um, obviously, you could have done something a lot more elaborate with the costumes when they are in princess form. And it would make a lot more sense for Snow White to make those little comments about how you need to change your clothes to fit in. Um, yeah. And you could have also done some really fun... Like, there, there's the whole concept of Disney bounding, which... Oh, the, yeah. Uh, dressing, using casual clothes to kind of mimic the feel and aesthetic of a Disney character. They could have done something really fun with that, with these princesses. Yeah. Well, and like, even if they didn't want to sort of even look like the Disney version, they mm. could have done something. Something. <laughs> something more than nothing at all. Yeah, because again, like with Sleeping Beauty, you could have done vines or something like that. Yeah. Something more than just a little white dress that doesn't tell you anything about who this character is. Yeah. And and like to to be fair, I I not casting any shade on the costume designers because I, I'm sure that they oh, had yeah. absolutely zero budget. <laughs> they and- had negative two dollars budget. And do, yeah. we're doing their absolute best. Yeah, and and definitely, if I'm sure, if they had the freedom or finances, they they probably would have loved the opportunity to do something really cool. Oh uh, yeah, it's just it's a shame because it's definitely a missed opportunity of the movie. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. That's that said, I do want to dunk on one bit of costume in particular. Uh huh. Um, it's kind of a blink and you'll miss it thing, but. At the beginning of the film, uh, Rumpelstiltskin, so he comes in and he is boasting to Snow White about basically how he's killed her husband. And he shows this, he proves this by presenting the king's head to Snow White in a bag. So he just, (laughs) Uh he like tosses the bag and then his, you don't see the head come out, but you see the crown comes out of the bag and it dramatically spills onto the floor and rolls around. And... I could not help but notice that this crown appeared to have a ring of black foam on the inside. (laughs) As though it was a Halloween costume that they simply bought and brought as is on set. What? (laughs) They they had to hit up their local party city. Yeah, and um, I was curious, and so I did some googling, and as it turned out... Yes, you you <laughs> can get the exact costume crown. <laughs> you found it. I found it. It was like less than a minute Google searching, just something like King's Crown. Um, <gasps> and for the price of uh, $35 US, <laughs> you can own the exact crown pictured in this film. Foam <laughs> insert and all. Oh. Um, which Well... Yeah, you know, it's like I—it's just—it's just smart budgeting. It's going to be on screen for all of thirty seconds. I mean, it is, (laughs) but 
at the same time, if there's, you know, if you're going to have a close-up of a crown and you're trying to pretend that it's metal, maybe take the two seconds to peel off the strip yeah. of foam from the plastic. Oh, yeah. It's it's just, oh. it's, it's a... A small thing that, you know, because that was the giveaway, that it had that foam cushion <laughs> insert. Foam cushion. Oh. It's I a lot can't. of... there. There's a hint. Even, um, like, the props in this movie are just... Some of them are just... Because mm-hmm. you, just, you just see the magic mirror. And it kind of looks like it was just... It's... It's not fancy. It doesn't look like a magic mirror. It's just got like a... It looks like you bought it for 50 bucks at an antique sale. Because mm-hmm. it's just like this wooden frame and a tall, like, full-length mirror. Yeah. And also the... I want to know where they got uh, Snow White's icicles. Because oh, these yeah. bad boys are the bluntest, <laughs> least... <laughs> least sharp items I've ever seen in my life. She's trying to stab people with like... Just like a popsicle. <laughs> looks like a popsicle. It's great. Oh. I love... I If if I could go on a tangent about, about the icicles, I love the special effects, quote-unquote, with the icicles, <laughs> because <laughs> they'll show... Uh, oh. So it's like they'll show Snow White's closed fist and the icicle will kind of grow from her fist. But they always they always have the top of her fist off screen so that they could just like... Slide just it through. It. Yeah, and somebody's just sliding it into her hands to mimic that it's growing, which is like... It's genius. It's, it's one of those things that I'm like, this kind of works, but it's also incredibly obvious what they did to get this effect. <laughs> It's like, yeah, it works. It gets the point across for what they want, but mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, it's great. I love, I love Iron John's quote-unquote costume. <laughs> um, they just painted we- Lufering no silver. <laughs> they did. They made us. They made a silver <laughs> Hulk. They knew what they were doing too. They knew it. Oh, it's yeah. so good. They they got Lou Ferrigno, uh, so the original uh, Incredible Hulk, <laughs> as Iron John, and <laughs> oh. they they just slap a coat of silver paint on him oh. and call it a day. And a bald cap because you can see the wrinkles on the bald cap oh, yes. when they when they show <laughs> the black of his head. Yeah, <laughs> Lou Ferrigno was not shaving his head. Oh for this God, movie. no. No, they put a bald cap on that man and you can see the wrinkles in it because they sh- keep showing the back of his head and you're like, stop that. You can see the bald cap. And sometimes if he raises his arms up, you can see the silver paint wiping yeah. away from his armpits. And, there's, oh. and you could see like the waterline of his eye too. It's still pink. Which like oh, yeah. to be fair, to be fair, I'm glad that they did not get that that silver paint that you know they they left room so that he did yeah. not oh yeah get it have in his eyeballs. 
But, like, it really ruins the illusion of, like, your entire body has been turned to metal if you can see all the pink fleshy inside bits of, like, your eyes, your ears, mm. yeah. your mouth to an extent. Yeah. It's, it's, it's wonderful. <laughs> they try and oh. make up with it, with, with the The Foley effects, work? The Foley work. Oh my god, I love it. He is the squeakiest Every man. Every time he's on screen, it's just like metal creaking sounds. <laughs> it's it's kind of great. It's so there are oh. so many sounds, and it's wonderful because all I could do was picture like what what would this scene be? What would this look like without all of the metal oh. sounds? Because <laughs> it's, it's just constant like creaking and hinges squeaking whenever he moves. Yeah, he's so rusty. Oh, he's such a rusty man. Oh, I love it so much. <laughs> oh, it's beautiful. He's he's like 0.5. He's the 0.5 of a good guy. Because he's, he's not a good person. He's a bad dude. Mm-hmm. But at the end, he's like, this isn't what I wanted. And he yeah. sacrifices himself to save the city. Except not fucking really. Because Rumpelstiltskin. Because he like closes the portal by dropping the building on the portal and himself. By repeatedly punching <laughs> the support yeah. beams on the building. <laughs> until well, it is, collapses. This is, the th- this is one of the things I love about this movie. Oh. Is that Rumpelstiltskin. Uh, so he, he gets the mirror shard. And he goes to go open his portal to let all his army in. And... Where does he decide to do this oh. but a parking garage? A parking garage. So he just goes to this random wall in a parking garage and he shoots a portal open. And yeah. it's just... I love it. It's just... <laughs> you know, like, you could tell that they got oh. permits, like... Oh, yeah. To film on, like, one street in L.A. Because they keep shooting... Like, y- you only see his army on one street. Oh, yeah. And then we have the parking garage, which is probably adjacent to the one street. <laughs> that film on. oh. But it's it's wonderful because, yeah, so Iron John, his whole thing is that he he's like a gang leader, but he... Sort of, yeah. Yeah, he I is. What, I don't but know also, what the fuck his gang does. But he really cares about his, his men. His men are, yeah. you know, like he... He, they all had jobs until um, Rumpelstiltskin became the mayor and Mm -hmm. something, something shut down their jobs. So he's just keeping them together uh, as a gang now, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They just have like tents out in in the rent city somewhere and they're just hanging out. Um, Yeah. But his, his thing, like Rumpel is able to turn him into an iron man because Rumpel promises him order and yeah uh, okay, and, i and, guess yeah i, I guess and I don't, I don't know why john trusts him really that's kind of that's that's a, a bit of an oversight on his part the man that has <laughs> made you and all of your buddies yeah. employed you're like okay i'll i trust you i guess yeah um but he it, it's baffling but but so he he he's like you he's tasked with guarding the portal and he just sees the the thralls spill out of it he just like looks on like with like a sad angry glare in his in his eyes because he he sees the chaos and he's like no this isn't right and then Rapunzel comes along and she's like this is an order John 
Um, and so he finally decides. Well, first like, he's like, it's too late now. And he fights her for a while. And then she's like, no, look, it's chaos. And he's like, get my men out of here. Yeah. And so they get to like just outside the parking garage so they can still see him like punching yeah. the pillars. Thank and God watch the- as he's crushed, I guess? Yeah, like, thank God the parking garage just fell straight down. It yeah. didn't lean or fall over any oh, other no. direction. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, like, I thought the whole deal was that he was sacrificing himself, but he was also going to be fine because the man is made of yeah. iron. <laughs> but no, well, he and- dies. Yeah, well, again, here's the thing. Here's the thing that, yes, oh. that that's what we're inferred we are meant to believe that that's what you know the emotional beat of the story is that he sacrificed himself to bring yeah. down the portal yeah. except we saw earlier in the film that iron john was able to survive falling off a skyscraper yeah and like getting shot with like dozens of bullets <laughs> I, love like, it. I need to talk about the skyscraper please talk about the skyscraper because this is my favorite scene in the movie because <sighs> The princesses are infiltrating City Hall, which is, like, Rumpel's base of operation, and he's got, like, his penthouse on the top of it. So they're trying to rescue, this is when they're trying to rescue Rapunzel, and they, basically, they goad Iron John into running at one of them in a hallway, and Snow White secretly uses her magic to put a patch of ice on the on the ground. So oh, yeah. John, Iron John hits the ice, and he skids, and then we cut to a view outside of the building where you see f- this tiny little Iron John burst through the wall and he Whee! plummets to the ground. <laughs> and he's just, it's just, you hear this distant scream and it's adorable. Oh. It's, oh my god. It's hard to describe it in a way that does it justice, but it just, it looks so fucking bad. You... <laughs> Please put... Please put this clip up on on the uh, oh yeah Twitter oh yeah please look at our t- at the Twitter for oh this it's you could probably recreate this scene in under ten minutes with the same stock footage they provided it just <laughs> it's bad <laughs> what what's great about this scene is I was thinking about it and they probably could have done this in a much easier way. That looked way better. You could just have, you know, have the close-up of John as he starts to slide. You see his face. And he's like, Wah! and then cut to the princesses as they react with the sound of a large bang in the background. And then you can like cut or pan the camera over to reveal a shot of like the busted-out section of wall, uh, Looney Tune style, <laughs> just hear... in the shape of Lou Ferrigno. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> You know, and, and you just hear him screaming in the background, and it's 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 still stupid as hell. Yeah. But it, at least you don't see like this little like tiny like it feels like a bad YouTube yeah video, you know, where you just see like his little like transparent PNG of Iron John, and he just goes ah off of a, a of an image of a building. Like it looks terrible. Oh, it's so funny. It, I love it. I saw when I first saw that scene, I was I I watched this movie months ago and I was like, that's going up on the Twitter for <laughs> sure. People need to see and enjoy. 
Oh yes. Yeah, I was oh. I was I was debating putting it up then and there, but I was like, no, no, no. I I'm sure we're going to cover this on the podcast soon. <laughs> I am like I am moving this to the front of the line as fast as I fucking can. So yeah, we are going to be talking about this. I will save it until the discussion of the movie. Yes. What? Ne- oh my god, there's just so much going through my <laughs> six pages of notes on this bad boy. Okay. Oh, yes. Okay. So I was saying earlier, Cinderella is the only decent princess. <laughs> um, She's the only one that has... None of them have character development, but she's the only one that has a character beyond... Um mean yeah <laughs> like sleep sleeping beauty is the worst like she's just like oh, peasants oh my god the mirror's broken but a piece of it did come through with us where is it red riding hood has it commoner ally the wolf came through as well she's after him now well all she cares about is killing the wolf nothing more she can't be trusted yeah She's like this stereotypical princess that normally would get taken down a peg. Yeah, but she doesn't. It's just sort of, she's, she's just like, oh my God, this like, can't be stuck here. Like I'm a princess and like, ugh, peasants. Well, and there's like one moment where they're fighting the thralls and then she stops to check her nails. Yeah. So that's the kind of character Sleeping Beauty is. Mm -hmm. She sucks. Um, yeah. Rapunzel doesn't have a character. She's just there. She's just there to be the one with the hair. Um, yeah. Snow White also sucks. Like you get, you kind of get her because she's like, she had her husband killed and then her his head tossed in front of her, and now she's just like she's out for to avenge him. Um, <laughs> But she's she's hyper focused on like on on killing Rumpelstiltskin at all costs. Yeah, and it's I I I think what we're supposed to assume is that because it's it's never said how many years she has spent on Earth, but it's implied to be a long time, and she's yeah. become like super super bitter about it. Um, yeah, but yeah, she spends the majority of the movie just being yeah it's just it's kind of uncomfortable because she is so fixated on killing Rumpelstiltskin that like she doesn't really give a shit about anybody else um like she doesn't trust Red Riding Hood uh whenever somebody is kidnapped or captured she like writes them off immediately and yep she did what she had to do yeah, and and it's, like, it's not even done with, like, like, I think there's a way that she could have been acted where she maybe, like, show her at least, like, somewhat remorseful. Like, Anything, yeah. Have an emotion. <laughs> yeah, I th- and I think it's mostly because it's, like, there are these, these other, th- this group of women are putting their lives on the line to try and help. And really, they did not have to. Like, no. It's kind of, even Rumple kind of comments on how they could just go home and just leave him to Earth and just let Earth 
like f- like fall to Rumpelstiltskin. It doesn't really affect them. Yeah, it doesn't are... matter to them at all. Yeah, but these are these are royal princesses that, regardless of their general you know attitude, they have decided. Okay, well, no, we have to do something to try and stop Rumpelstiltskin and. Snow White, like, never acknowledges that. I almost wish there was a scene where they, like, called her out for, like, yeah, you know what? Like, we do need to stop this dude, but, like, at least give us some fucking credit for, like, putting our lives on the line. Yeah. And also, (laughs) at the very end, when it's like, oh, Snow White's dead because she fucking stabbed herself Mm -hmm. (laughs) with an icicle in the gut. I guess, um, because that was the only way she could think of. Anyway, when she, air quotes, dies, and they're like, Snow White saw something that should be protected here, so we'll protect it now for her. And I'm like, she literally never said that. She was just out for revenge against Rumpelstiltskin. Like, she has never said a good goddamn thing about (laughs) about the world or anything. (laughs) And, like, the opening credit, the opening uh, crawl of the movie is, like, there's a narrator talking about how, like, basically saying that the Earth world is full of corruption and greed. Yeah, and how much it sucks. (laughs) They're like, she saw something good here. It's like, no, she just spent however long it was, like, uh, fucking on her revenge plot. And that's it. And, yeah, it, it... it turned out to be for the good of all because if you defeat Rumpelstiltskin, he it frees all his thralls. Mm-hmm. But also, she didn't really give a shit. She just wanted to kill Rumpelstiltskin. Yeah, like she couldn't until the other princesses arrived. She didn't have a way to get back home. It's like I feel like it'd be different if she had the choice to go back and she chose not to in order to get Rumpelstiltskin and. She was just stuck in the real world, and she couldn't do anything, so I guess I'll just try and take down Rumple. Yeah. I just... <sighs> you, you know what I, I kind of wish that this film did? Um, is that... So they, they kind of use the whole time works differently in the two different worlds. So time moves... Uh, much faster on earth yeah and i the the film just kind of uses it as a way to explain how rumpelstiltskin and snow white become so established on earth in the short amount of time that it takes for the other princesses to get their butts through the mirror but Mm -hmm. i kind of wish that they pushed it a bit and they like upped the contrast between snow white before she goes through the mirror and after so like have Snow White before she goes to the mirror. Maybe she's, uh, you know, she's a bit more dem- demure. She's not quite the, you know, action-oriented princess. Uh, maybe she's even physically younger. Um, but then when she reunites with the princesses on Earth, she is now the older, hard-ass, ass-kicking, jaded Snow White that we see in the film. Yeah. And... I think it'd be just kind of interesting to, you know, now that you have brought up the whole time moves differently, to see something more to her character. Because, you know, as you kind of mentioned, nobody has an arc. She certainly doesn't. God, she no. She starts off with the mantra that no life is worth a kingdom, and she ends the film still 
fully believing in that mantra. And maybe like it, it just we, we could have at least seen something of, you know, here is this once like, you know, slightly more carefree princess. And she had to learn the, you know, she learned a hard lesson about the consequences of royalty and having to what you have to do to stand up and defend defend your your kingdom or or something anything because yeah that would be that would be great if there was any kind of character change (laughs) there is not (laughs) yeah she starts she starts like that and she ends like that yeah, there really isn't like we don't see much of her before she gets sent through the mirror, but it doesn't really seem any different than her no. afterwards. Nope. It's I d- yeah. she kinda she kinda like she's kind of responsible for doing all of this by why did she open the portal? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it was like Oh, cause Oh, maybe that was supposed to be the arc. Maybe that was the whole thing. Was that she... Because Rumpelstiltskin at the beginning comes in and he's like, here's your husband's head, blah, blah. Now open the portal or I'll kill you too. And so she opens it because she doesn't all want to also die. Uh, But then she does try to stab him. See, and um, that's why... But that's then at f- the end, it's like... Uh, you can leave and she won't die but she's like no i prefer death so actually i am reinforcing my no one life is worth a kingdom thing i have learned that even my life okay <laughs> maybe that yeah. was her arc and it's just a bad one <laughs> maybe cuz i how i interpreted the that first scene is that she did it to distract him because he he she opens the portal and then he goes to like get closer to it and then she's like haha i'm gonna icicle you in the back but it doesn't like work out well because she's kind of dumb about it well yeah because she she, instead of just leaping up and stabbing him she like grabs him and turns him around and holds the icicle to his throat and blah 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 and then when she reels back to to hit him, then that's when he's like he pushes off the chair in front of or the throne in front of him and throws them both back into the mirror. But it's like if you had just if you were trying to distract him so you could stab him with an icicle, mm-hmm. you should have just stabbed him with the icicle. <laughs> yeah. Which like maybe if again, like you could have tried to do it as a character thing where Maybe she she did that as a younger Snow White and she she misjudged the situation and like she you know she was overconfident in her ability to stop Rumpel and be- because of her overconfidence in opening the portal she let him through and that's what she has to uh you know like the her second chance at the end of the film is that she she makes sure that she doesn't repeat the same mistake yeah. But yeah. It, just, it it doesn't it just doesn't make any sense. Like you open Not, the portal. Nope. Oh. Okay. Can for a second here. Mhm. So, when there's a point at which at the end, uh when all the princesses are split up and Rumpelstiltskin has Snow White at his house. 
I guess. Yeah, he's like penthouse. at his oh, penthouse fuck, yeah. place, and he. I don't ever understand what it is with like. Mm-hmm. I know you hate me, but I could make you my queen. Like, yeah, you should just get with me, baby. Uh, I guess it's because you're hot, and I don't want to kill you outright because you're sexy, and I want to, I want to do, do yeah. a sex with you. Um, or, or like it's a weird he, power thing. It's a that weird he's power like, thing. Yeah, like you're my enemy, and it'd be super hot if like <laughs> I could do you. I don't know. I guess, but he's like she's tied up, and he's like creeping on her. Like yeah. being just gross, um, and at like, one point, like yeah, he's like feeling her her face, and yeah, like, like physically laying her. on top of and her at one point, physically laying on top of her. The thing is, it's established that she just makes these icicles from her hand, right? Mm-hmm. So she's got her hands. I'll now try to describe this. She's lying on her back, and she's got her hands tied in front of her on her chest. Um, and he is lying directly on top of her with his chest right over his hand, her hands. Mm-hmm. Make an icicle! Yeah! Make an icicle right into his heart! Well, and it's dumb because, or like, a little before that, he was like, if this room gets one degree colder, then you're dead. And it's like, just fucking shoot an icicle at him! Just like, Do it's, it! It's shown that, like, she's, like, super fast at getting those things out. Yeah, like... Like why? Well, and he's just—he's pressing her weight onto on his weight onto her onto his onto her hands that make the icicles. Make yeah. the icicle. Do something. Like it just—you can it's, stab it's, him in the heart right there. Yeah, it's just it. That's that's such an uncomfortable scene. It's it really, so bad. It comes out of nowhere, and you're just like, yeah. It's like I I. I I think of it as like a weird like a speed bump in the good times ride that is this movie yeah. and it just it sucks it's that bad. it happens so close to the end because it kind of takes you out of the movie a bit yeah it definitely does it was it it's definitely the 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 caveat of watching this one is definitely like hey there's this one scene and it's it's bad at the end yeah. And it, and it uh, is just, like, with how physical he gets, like, he could yeah. have made the same stupid, like, veiled threat without, like, physically getting on her. It's just, it's just an excuse to have a scene where he can get on top of her because they think that's sexy, I guess. And Yeah, it's gross. It's really gross and uncomfortable. So, like, caveat, if you're gonna go into this movie... Yeah, to have like a good fun time. There is yeah. one scene Ugh. that's super gross and bad, but yeah, it's it's like it feels like again they had that line where he's like, "Don't make it any colder, or I'll." You what's know, he gonna I'd... do? Yeah, if he gets an like, icicle through the heart, what's he gonna do? His powers are like I don't really so ill defined. <laughs> yeah, because we see. That he has the ability to make these these thralls, and he also has the ability to just hypnotize people without turning them into thralls. <gasps> and yeah, we need to talk about so Jessica. What else? Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, but, yeah. We, what else can he do? 
Yeah. Like, so what? what's he gonna do? Like, so what, Rumple? I'm, like, oh, I made the room colder. Oh, I can see your breath, Rumple. What are you gonna and, fucking do to me? And it's established that his, like, mind control powers don't work on princesses in particular. Because yes. he's able to sort of mind control Thrall uh, Red Riding Hood for a while because she's not a princess. But mm-hmm. the other three are like, oh, his powers don't work on us. Yeah. Just so, as, a, as a throwaway thing. Yeah. So he can't thrall her. I guess he could just stab her. <laughs> like, stab her with the mirror with the, shard With the something. mirror shard or something. But, like, that must have fucking hurt carrying around a shard of mirror. Yeah. Just have this piece of, like, sharp glass. Yeah. And they're throwing that shit around to, like, keep it away from the villains at times. Like, I yeah. would cut my hands up so much. It's ridiculous. Clearly the most unrealistic thing about this movie. Yeah. That's the one sticking point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that the first time that, like, somebody uh, somebody grabbed that shard of mirror, they didn't go, ow, fuck, and then dropped it. And, like, the way the way it comes through is that it's embedded in Red Riding Hood's shoulder. So it's, like, yeah. stabbed into her. Stabbed into her, and she takes a long time before she, like, goes yeah, to pull it like, out. Yeah, like, decides to pull it out, because finally she's like, oh, I guess this kind of hurts. So she pulls it out and just sticks it in her, in her belt. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. That was sticking out of you for the past however long, but all right. <laughs> so, can we talk about Jessica? Yes, yeah. Who is actually the best character in the movie? <laughs> I, I fucking love Jessica and I'm so sad. Yeah. It's she is Rumpelstiltskin's secretary because mm-hmm. he's yeah, the he's... mayor. So she's his secretary, but it's shown that she's like under his hypnotize like she's not a thrall but she's been hypnotized by him mm-hmm. so she just sort of works for him for the first bit of the movie and then when they're trying when the princesses are like how do we get into the tower they see her walking home from work and so they they grab her and they're like they take her key card <laughs> and then Cinderella is like I can try to heal her and Snow White's like no we don't have time But Cinderella heals her anyway, and she's immediately like, oh, God, thank you. Like, I've been under hypnosis for however, like, God knows how long. I will help you get in there. I will help you, like, I will show you the way to get upstairs. I will turn off security for you. Mm -hmm. Like, she's just there to help them. And she's doing her fucking best. Yeah. And she's just like, anything you need, I'll help you with. Because someone needs to deal with this, and I can't do anything but help you, so I'll help you. And then for her trouble, she gets fucking killed. Yeah. Like, she's she's being brave and, like, pretending to still be under mind control and blah, 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 blah. And then Rumpelstiltskin just fucking kills her when he figures out that she's not under mind control anymore. And you're just like, oh, cool. For no good reason. Like, it just feels like, I, I don't know, and this is like... I don't like to see good guys die in movies. Yeah. I, th- I think, especially when, at least when it's used as, like, a cheap kind of, like, way to escalate. Oh, things are getting real bad now. They killed Jessica. Oh, no. And it is, like, an oh, no. But it's also, like, you fuckers. You didn't have to kill Jessica. Yeah. You kind of just knocked her out. But it's established, late, like, they show her laying on the floor with her eyes open, like, clearly dead. Yeah. Like, oh. You did just, you, because... 
she has a whole sequence where she like has to sneak into like the the security room and knock out the security guard and and open yeah. the security for the princesses to come in and she's she's texting like and then, snow white on her phone yeah. to tell her that the coast is clear yeah and then they just kill her and it made me really sad well, and that would have been, like, a good hero moment where, like, maybe they're about to kill Jessica. And then the princesses come in and they save the day. Yeah. So Jessica was the real hero of the film and yeah. she shouldn't have died. That's no. <laughs> that's my feelings on it. She was great. Hmm. Yeah, it is. I, I literally have <laughs> written in here, fuck this show if Jessica's dead, to be honest. And... <laughs> To a certain extent. Yeah. Well, it was kind of fun. Like, she provided a bit of comedy to the film, too, because she has these moments where, um, you know, because there's all this crazy shit that's going on in the mayor's office with these giant iron men and then also a guy that is supposed to be a big bad wolf, I guess. <laughs> I guess. Um, but so Jessica will have these moments where she starts like freaking out about stuff, but then Rumpelstiltskin comes in and he's just like, Jessica, chill. And then the magic, you, you know, he just uses his magic powers and she's like, oh, right. Ah, everything's fine. Mr. Mayor, God, sorry, I called you in. Jessica, John's our friend. Remember? Oh, that's right. Why don't you... Take the rest of the day off. Okay. Oh, all is well. You're like, yeah. Poor Jessica. God. I should I should clarify one thing. Rumpelstiltskin goes by a different name on Earth just so that nobody is thinking that it's Mayor Rumpelstiltskin. <laughs> He's Mayor Hart or something? Yeah, which seems like an attempt to be ironic, I guess. Because he does, he's like a big dick, but his human name has heart in it. I, and he's, I don't, I don't know if that's, like, I guess I haven't actually read the Rumpelstiltskin fairy tale in a long time. I don't know if maybe that had any, I, that's maybe giving it too much credit, though. I, um... I mean, there's no like Rumpelstiltskin in the original fairy tale. At least from what I remember, the thing with Rumpelstiltskin is that he makes a deal to help out the Miller's daughter, but it's like a weird kind of thing where it's under the guise of helping her out, but she is also in a situation where she basically, if to say to refuse Rumpelstiltskin's help, would be to condemn herself to death. Right. So. He does the the uh, spinning straw into gold, and then on the last day, where you know she's given him like a ring and some other what little jewelry she had, and then she's like, "I don't have any jewelry to give you," and and it's like, "Well, if you give me your firstborn, then I'll <laughs> do this for you." So he's like, "It's I mean, it's it's kind of the Iron John thing, I guess, where it's like he's he makes deals with people, yeah." Um, and it's like, I can't do anything that you don't want me to do, but I'm also going to, like, take advantage of the situation uh, to get what I want from you. Yeah. All that to say has nothing to do with Hart. He's just called yeah. Mr. Hart for some reason. Um, and, he, and he has the entire police force uh, under his belt to go and, I guess, 
kidnap transient people to become his thralls yeah he makes them into his thralls which are basically like normal people but with a ton of eyeshadow um (laughs) and white contacts and yeah and and then they just go and they put them in hidden (laughs) caches around the city so that there's just like this these random pockets of like basically zombies yeah they're basically Uh, just zombies just hidden in like various parking garages behind chain link fences that really don't have any kind of security. No. Um. And I, it's, I, I don't understand his plan. I, <laughs> I, I don't, cause they're like, if Rumpelstiltskin gets the mirror, he'll bring all of his other thralls and his whole army here, and he'll attack. And I'm like, mm-hmm. attack what? Uh, At- attack what they're just a bunch of peasants under he's like they're zombie peasants yeah what is he going like yeah it would be chaotic and and destructive but what is he attacking what's his well, plan it- <laughs> and then so he's they're very much fixated on the the zombie peasant army that they have that he has waiting for him once he's able to reopen the portal to the fairy tale world but we also see him kidnapping people from the human world and amassing a thrall army here but we never see like what's okay so why are you worrying about the thrall army that's in fairy tale world when you're rebuilding your army in the human world like we never see the human thralls go into action because once rumpel gets the mirror he's like i'll just use my army that i've got waiting for me so why did we waste film time? Yeah. Precious film time. Uh, showing the human people being thralls. I... Good question. He does use them one time to, like, try to chase after the princesses, I think. Yeah. Um, But that's it. And then they're like, oh, he's mobilizing his thralls. He's going to attack. It's like, attack? Attack? What? I don't understand. <laughs> Just what does he attack? Is just the general citizenry? Yeah. Why? <laughs> What's well, the point? He can't take over. Like he's already mayor somehow. Um, you'd you'd think that would be good enough. Like, you, I, <laughs> how? Could, what? I, how? You, what you, is he? What is I, he? Just I want to see his campaign. I want to know his campaign. I want to know. Like, it was his plan to become the mayor. And then he does mention something like, oh, the, they'll attack the city and then they'll have to come in and rescue dear uh, Mayor Hart. And it's like, was your plan to get to other um, politicians and make them uh, hypnotized? And then you go farther and farther up the ladder until... Well, he... At the beginning of the film, when he's talking to Snow White about why he wants to conquer Earth, he talks about how, uh, like, he'll be able to be a god on Earth because there's, like, no magic here. Sure. But then he doesn't, but, but again, it kind of ties into his powers. Like, so, you want to, you're going to be a, a god because you can hypnotize people at close range? And you have to do it each individually? Yeah. Yeah, because it's it is it is like a, a one-on-one process, him turning people into thralls. It must 
must have taken yeah. him a long time to get that army. Yeah. I guess maybe that's why he's so, like, fixated on it. He's like, fuck. That took <laughs> he like spent so years. long <laughs> building Holy up that shit. thrall army in the, in the fairy tale world. Oh my god, I've been on Earth for five years and I've gotten, like, 20 people. Holy shit, yeah. this takes forever. This takes so long. It's, I'm so baffled. <laughs> this whole thing is so baffling. I don't know what his plan is. Yeah. Like, what's, uh, what is the end goal? I What is the end goal? I just don't know. No. I don't think it matters, I guess. And, it, like, really, like, that's just kind of the... Rumpelstiltskin wants to take over. Um, don't ask how. Uh, he's just going to, and we need to stop him. That's all you need to know. Yeah. He's got a bad plan, and he's a bad man, so... <laughs> God. I... On, on the note of the thralls, I... Something that I kind of like in the film, um, which again, they never they never use the things that I like to their full potential. Um, but I think it's really interesting, the whole angle that Rumpelstiltskin's mind control can be reversed slash broken. Um, so we see, we see it a few times over the course of the film where Cinderella is able to use her, her healing powers to break the spell. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, the, as, as mentioned, a big part of the rush to kill Rumpel is that doing so will automatically break the spell over the remaining thralls. Um, yeah. And, and we even, we see, we see this in the film where after Rumpel is killed, there's now a bunch of, um, peasants, peasants that are just like <laughs> looking around like, what the, where the fuck am I? Fairy tale peasants wandering around like, what the hell? Yeah. There's just like a man with an ax in the middle of the street. And he's just yeah. like, oh, what the, but, um, I think it was a huge missed opportunity to have one of the princess's loved ones face off against them as a thrall. Like they, oh, they kind yeah. of try and do that with Red Riding Hood, but as mentioned, no one aside from Cinderella really seems to give a shit about her. Yeah, so. it's it's really it's, sad. There was such oppor- There was an opportunity there. Yeah, they. It's it's just. With with Red Riding Hood, her being turned into a thrall has no emotional significance. It's it's just no. another hurdle for the heroes to get past, and they do so pretty easily just by having like uh, Cinderella just fights her for a few minutes. Yeah, um, they get some cool uh, stunt actors in there, yeah, who are super ripped, and they do some cool uh, choreo- action choreography in like what? It's like a dry riverbed. It it looks like it or like some kind of like I was I was actually looking it up. I was like is this like where they shot the chase scene from Terminator 2? Like what is this? Like it's, it it looks similar like an, aqua, like an aqueduct or something, like yeah. a dried up aqueduct. Um Yeah. So it's and they just do this like little fight for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's not about like the emotional aspect of fighting a former friend. It's just this action set piece to show off some sweet fight moves. Yeah. Look at these hot ladies doing a yeah. cool fight. Hell yeah. And like, hell yeah. But also, <laughs> but also, it serves little to no purpose. And also, you don't actually see the scene of Cinderella, like, healing Red Riding Hood. Because they yeah. take that out in favor of, like, a, a, a bait and switch sort of thing where it looks like Red Riding Hood has defeated Cinderella and brought her to um, Lou Ferrigno, I think. 
uh, it was it was no the big no it's the big bad wolf yes yeah uh, so because Cinderella used her transformation powers uh, to make the shard of to make a sword look like the shard of the mirror so that when the wolf is like oh hey cool you brought me Cinderella and he comes over Red Riding Hood can just stab him with a sword yeah which is it's, it's a weird thing because he's like why do you have the shard and then she's and she goes all oh, the better to kill you with cause that's, <laughs> that's you know that's like the sign of the fairy tale you see doesn't make you know it doesn't make any fucking sense no um, and then and then she stabs him and she's like down boy yeah and you're like okay <laughs> All right, I oh, guess. I guess, sure. Um, I, which cool. that 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 was the big bad wolf. I do love how they were very much blatantly like, "Fuck, we don't have the special effects to do a wolf oh, God, man." No. He's just he's just gonna be a man who growls. He's just a he's a man, and the the uh, sound effect that we'll use is a lion growl. <laughs> yeah, it's, I love it because <laughs> it's clear it's like a it's like a big cat growl. Mm-hmm. Rather than a dog growl. <laughs> yeah. So good. I, but um, I with back to the thrall stuff. What, what I wish that they did instead of having the the weird bullshit at the start of the film with Rumple revealing that he's killed Snow White's husband off screen, I think it would have oh. been interesting to instead have the king be revealed that the king has been turned into a thrall. Ooh. Um. And Rumple uses that to uh, try and get leverage against Snow White. And then maybe later on in the film, Snow White has to face down her husband. And and maybe it's like a situation where it's either kill her husband and save the world or don't kill him and the world is destroyed. And she knows if I could only get to Rumple, I could save my husband, who I love, presumably. And presumably. Presumably, yeah, who knows. Um, but who, you know, so she, she, it would make for like a really emotionally significant scene because it would have to be her going like, I could save you, but I can't. And I have to do this for the sake of the world. And she has to kill him and then, you know, kill Rumple. And then maybe there's, I don't know, like you see him die or, you know, it's just, you could have like this big dramatic moment instead of Rumple going, showing up. And he's like, hey, I killed your husband so that I could prove to you that I mean business? Well, see, the thing is, Christy, Mm -hmm. when you have a movie and it stars four sexy ladies with their booba all out, (laughs) you don't want them to have husbands around because then... You can't pretend that they're your girlfriend. So they Mm. needed to off the husband right away. Um, And also Cinderella has a husband, but he's a he is a thrall over in the other world. Um, So she can never see him again. So she's also wink, wink, available, baby. Uh, So so much. (laughs) They couldn't have her husband running around and have that be an emotional plot point for her. You have to be able to think of you being with her. And if she has a husband, that's just not going to work. Yeah. We need these ladies unattached and available. 
Unavailable for your imaginary needs, baby. Because that's the only thing that would pre- prevent them from <laughs> hooking up with me. Ladies. Ladies. That's that's immediately the first thing. That, that was the first thing I thought when they're like, she's like, I have a husband. And yeah. it's like, no, you don't. It's like, oh, okay. They're clearing the way for the... <laughs> For the uh, fantasies of the audience. I see. I see. My first thought with that scene, I I was kind of... I think just because Cinderella is the only one who gives a shit about Red Riding Hood, I started to kind of ship them. Me too, though! Me too, though! I was like, they're girlfriends, aren't they? I that's what it like it feels like like or she like, just like or like awkward ex girlfriends because she was dating Red Riding Hood before her whole family got killed and like yeah now she, now her now they were she, that Red's on a quest for revenge she's like I can't reach you anymore but I still love you yeah yeah like, <laughs> that was what I was thinking too yeah like Cinderella like married into royalty and and Red Riding Hood resents her for for that yeah. as well yeah yeah yeah. And, and then Cinderella just like mentions, "Oh, I have a husband," and it's like, "Oh, damn it!" Yeah, I was like, "Fuck, man." I I guess that makes sense because she did have to marry. <laughs> she did marry Prince Charming in the films and the yeah. stories, so I guess that makes sense. But also, damn it. <sighs> Which I was kind of I, I was kind of thinking about this too. Again, there's so many fucking unanswered questions in this movie. <laughs> so royalty, the princesses in this movie have magic powers and it's implied that it's just like that's just a normal thing for princesses and yeah and so you know uh sleeping beauty makes people fall asleep um cinderella can transform things and heal others rapunzel has a ball attached to the end of her hair she just has real <laughs> long hair that she can spin around sorry rapunzel yeah. your power kind of sucks but okay yeah uh, we never i don't know the, yeah that's a weird thing so maybe not all princesses have magic powers or something I, but... maybe because she's also still resistant to rumpelstiltskin's magic so maybe that's the whole oh maybe maybe that's her magic power but least. i i was kind of curious though because at least from the stories that i've read of cinderella she's usually portrayed as being from nobility and she marries into royalty so she doesn't start off as a princess so did she get the magic princess powers when she got married or was she i guess so i have to assume so that's like maybe that's just a thing you get when you become a princess in that world you get both magic powers and immunity to other people's magic powers yeah. Which would be, oh, which would be why Cinderella couldn't heal uh, Snow White's uh, icicle-based stab wound and oh, save her. Oh, fuck, I didn't even think of that shit. Ah, oh, my I've, God. I, I, I pulled the two dots together. I've connected them. Yeah, because I didn't even think <laughs> about that. Your character has fucking healing ability and she didn't even try. <laughs> oh, my God. I've, I've cracked the case. God damn it. Didn't even think about that. <laughs> there, should have been a, there should have been a scene at the end where Cinderella uh. like leans over Snow White. And well, she's like, she's like telling the other princesses like, oh, I can't heal her. It's not working. But she leans over Snow White. and She's like, this is what you get for being such a fucking bitch to be. <laughs> <laughs> and then Snow White wakes up and she's pissed. 
oh shit oh shit and the next the next movie can be <laughs> snow white versus cinderella i i so this is this is a good time to say that this film no. this film does indeed not only does it have a sequel Brie, no it has a spin-off oh shit <laughs> So, the Avengers Grimm movie oh. uh, had a spin-off, which was released in 2016, and it is called Sinister Squad. No. Yes, indeed. And it no. is about Alice in Wonderland has to assemble a team of fairy tale villains to face off against the forces of death. So that's... Holy shit. Yeah. So that's the, so that's the spinoff, and then there was oh also uh, a sequel, which was released in 2018 called Avengers Grim: Time Wars. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so it's their end game. I see. Yeah. Oh, okay. And I I I'm happy to say that just this week, uh, just a few <gasps> days ago. My copy of Avengers Grim Time Wars showed up in the mail. And oh, fuck yeah. I, I I have been saving it for after we recorded this podcast episode because I didn't want to like, I didn't want to blur the two movies in yeah, my yeah, mind. Yeah. So I'm, <laughs> I'm so fucking excited to watch this goddamn movie. You will have to let me know how it is. Oh, because I imagine we'll get there eventually. Oh, yes. I'm already, I... If it's as good as the first one, <laughs> then we'll be talking about this one probably next season. Oh, what's I one thing, one little small thing I could share with you the uh, the the byline that's on the front of the DVD. So oh, it's no. Avengers Grimm, Time Wars, and then it says the original Wonder Woman. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! Um, okay. There's IMDb. Oh. IMDb trivia is so fucking dumb sometimes. But under the <laughs> "Did you know" for Avengers: Grim Time Wars, it says, "Did you know was released to capitalize on Avengers: Infinity War." <laughs> oh, Infinity War. That makes more sense. Oh wow. Just was released to capitalize wow. on it. Like no shit. That's not trivia. Yeah. What? <gasps> You're joking. You don't, you don't say. Huh? My God. I, I see the light now. Oh. Oh, Jesus. Man. I love this, I love this movie. That was, oh. Oh, boy, howdy. I, I could probably go on forever, but. Yeah. That's, I. There's so much. <laughs> this one. I, I mean, this one, I would highly recommend this for a Bad Princess movie night. Oh my god, yeah. I can't. This is another one I can't wait to. The world is normal and I could show all my friends this. Especially because there's a sequel. It's like, I love franchises. It's so fun. <laughs> to like, oh, we've got installments that we could watch. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, it's just... I'm going through my notes for any last things. There's so much. I took yeah. so many notes. I could go on for a long time, but this we're already hitting. Yeah, we're getting the length of the podcast. So, think just in general, this is again, this is this is a fun one to watch. I 
enjoyed the hell of it. I think party guests will enjoy it too. There's a, just a, so much to make fun of. You could probably There's watch this so like, much. You could probably watch this three times, and you would still have plenty of material to riff on. Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. With the caveat of the ending, but definitely. Yeah. Uh, uh, it oh, it's a fun one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So please check check it out. But uh, oh. now before we close off this episode. Oh I, yes, yes. You know you you know what's coming. I I want to give a shout out to uh, a Twitter user named at Rohan Draws on Twitter who last week drew for us the most majestic fan art that I could ever have hoped to receive. It's so uh, beautiful. I I'm so happy. <laughs> It's it's uh so it's a a beautiful illustration of one of the product videos from the Swan Princess YouTube channel that we talked about last week. It's it's oh, it's Rohan, you 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 genius! Thank you so much. It's beautiful. It's it's please everybody go check check him out on Twitter. It's just it's you see you see you see. It's just it's just the most perfectly constructed image that just in one still frame encapsulates the magic of those product videos. You see the Jean Bob's the Jean Bob plush atop grandma's favorite doily facing away from the camera <laughs> with, with, with the, the, the dramatic lighting. Yeah. And like the cord running from grandma's the pedestal that grandma's favorite doilies on yeah. that's like running under the carpet to power the the rotating platform yeah and, and then and you could you could see i didn't i didn't notice this until until we saw the drawing but you could see like there's this vague imprint of like a smaller cushion or towel or something yeah. underneath the larger towel so that you could just kind of see the indent of where of oh. where it is it's so beautiful. And then, of course, to top it all off, the piercing gaze of Hendrik the cat. It's staring it's, directly at the camera. It's so oh, beautiful. Oh it is my so God. beautiful. Rohan, thank you so much. Thank, thank you we so much. We treasure this greatly. Everyone, please check it out. Please, please and check, check him it out, out on Twitter. Yeah, again, that's at Rohan Draws on Twitter. R O H A N Draws on Twitter. Uh, and he also mentioned that he he's putting together his own virtual princess movie night with his friends. Yes. And, and he said that they started off with Bella Sarah and, he, and he's hoping <laughs> and he's hoping to show them Cindy the fairy princess next. Oh my god. Perfect. Oh my god, it's spreading. Oh. I'm like a I'm a virus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so good. I'm like I'm hexadecimal, I'm spreading through the net. Oh my just, god. Just splitting <laughs> splitting off through the net. Infecting everyone's computers and minds yeah. with bad princess movies. I'm doing it. I'm, I'm living my dream. Oh, yes, thank you so so much. This honestly, this really made my entire night, my entire yeah. week. Oh, it's so good. Oh. <sighs> and with that, mm -hmm. with that, uh, if you want to see clips from this movie and the other movies that we have profiled. Please uh, feel free to give us a look up on Twitter at Bad Princess MOV. 
Uh, we also have an email if you want to email us with any comments or suggestions. That is badprincessmovies at gmail.com. And we also have the catalog of princess movies that you could peruse, uh, which is at badprincessmovies.com. And that's where I kind of post like kind of just my catalog of all of the films in my collections. There's like sort of some sneak peeks of films that we have yet to <laughs> yet, yet to look at on the podcast. Yeah, definitely check those out. Mm-hmm. And yeah, until next time. Yeah, until next time. Thank you guys for tuning in. Go watch this movie. <laughs> Get a bunch of people together and watch this film. Yeah. Have a great time at how <laughs> just how buck wild and bad it is. Oh, do it. And we will talk to you guys next talk time. Talk to you next time. It's a, have yourselves a lovely week. Woo! Woo! Bye now! <laughs> Bye! We will never improve these outros. We, we were doing pretty good for a bit there. And then... We kind of were, but we'll never permanently improve these outros. No. We have no. to actively work against it. <laughs> Woo! Woo! Oh, goodness.